Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. You can also listen to episodes on our church YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. And I'm Grayson Willis. Thanks for tuning in today. And today we're joined by uh, the uh, director of Kids Harbor, Peyton Gilliland. Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks. So we always like to start out asking just a light question. Sure. Um, it's very serious for some people, but um, <laughs> what kind of ice cream do you like? Okay, that's a fun question. Mm. I think my favorite flavor of ice cream, birthday cake. I've Ooh. been that way ever since I was little. Like I feel like birthday cake and like s'more flavored things are just mm. my favorite. It's good to know. Yeah. yeah. I love birthday cake. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've had s'mores ice yeah, cream. It's good. That sounds great. <laughs> and Grayson, you know. Hey, I did branch out. Thanks to Pastor Margaret. Yeah. Uh, not too long ago. So I like vanilla. Okay. okay. But I do like Snickerdoodles cookies. So somehow she found Snickerdoodle ice cream. I've been eating <laughs> some of that. That's so fun. Yeah, we're breaking him out of that vanilla rhythm. <laughs> and he go. was willing to try new things. So I think yeah. my husband is convinced he can get me to like like peanut butter overload, like ice cream. But I'm, I always tell him, like, I don't like it, but that means more for you. That's so, a good That's a good yeah. way to look that's at what it. I always <laughs> tell people when they try to offer me stuff. And I'm like, no, but you can have my share. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I told people, I said, I like the taste of the snickerdoodle ice cream. It's a little awkward because I feel like I should be tasting it in a cookie or oh, something, fun. not in a cold, like wet, mm-hmm. but it, it's good. Good. I'm so. glad to hear it. Well, uh, <laughs> Peyton's here to share her testimony with us today. Peyton, just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Sure. Okay, so I'm from this little tiny town in Southern Virginia. Um, I always say Clarksville, Virginia, because that's usually the town people know. But I'm actually from a town called Boynton, Virginia, which is like off the side. Mm. Um, and um, little tiny town on a lake. When I moved here for college um, so many years ago, I thought this was like big city. And I wanted like big city living because my town is very like, you know, a couple stoplights and a tasty freeze. Like Chick-fil-A yeah. is like an hour away. Mm-hmm. A Walmart is good 30 minutes. Like I'm not used to that. And so um, coming here was uh, like a whole culture shock almost for me because I got out of my like small town but I do love it there and um, so I grew up doing lots of things going to school playing sports Um, I was in uh, marching band and did a lot of music things too and um, fishing tournaments on the weekends with my dad and just really small town stuff what lake was that because most people will know the lake sure yeah Uh, Bugs Island yes Bugs Island yes so not Lake Gaston but I'm close to that too but Bugs Island yeah Mm -hmm. Um, so and yeah so I did that and um, once I graduated high school, I kind of went off to college and I came up here to JMU and I just, I wanted to see all of the things. And I feel like growing up, I like, I was from a small town, but I still got to have like a lot of experiences and stuff. And my parents were super good to me and I did get to travel, but not in the way that like, I guess I would have liked. So coming to JMU was wonderful. And I got placed in an, um, my freshman year, like the hall I lived on was an international student dorm. Mm. And so like my roommate was foreign and like, I got to have all of these different friendships and, and be immersed in these different cultures and it was really awesome that's amazing so, yeah and I really enjoyed that so the Lord was good to me that way too I'm trying to think like are there specific things about growing up that you want to know yeah so where me? did you go to church growing up did you go to church sure yeah um so growing up 
um, my early years um, up through like I, I think it was when I was 10 um, I didn't really go to church like my parents loved Jesus but we didn't like actively pursue a relationship mm-hmm. with him and so like I knew I was loved and I knew who Jesus was but I didn't really know what it was like to have a relationship with him because I didn't really have one modeled for me mm-hmm. um, and my parents were kind and good but they worked a lot and it was just always busy and so church was not something that made it on the to-do mm-hmm. list and um, when I was 10 I remember being at a friend's house and I was there all the time and I was at a friend's house and her mom was like, well, if you're going to be here so much, you have to go to church with us in the morning. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Like, I wouldn't go tell her no. <laughs> so, and, so I went and I went to this little tiny church on a hill um, and everyone there was like older. They didn't really have a lot of youth. And I just remember going and like absolutely loving it. Mm. And I don't know what it was about that place other than, I mean, looking back on it now, I think it was just the Lord's hand and his faithfulness. Yeah. Um, and, you know, last Sunday, Pastor Adrian was talking in a sermon and he said something that stuck out to me. Um, and it was something like, because someone invited you, you know, you got, you fell in love with Jesus. And mm-hmm. it was because someone chose to just say like, Hey, come to church with us in the morning, you know, that yeah, I'm sitting here today. Right. Where I am. Yeah. And that verse in Romans, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers that bring that good bring news. news. Yes. If it wasn't for that small moment when I was 10 years old, you know, who knows where I would be today. And I'm just, I'm just so thankful for that conversation and that, and you know, I've thanked um, that woman like time and time again, and she probably didn't even think twice about it. Like it for her, it was just a daily thing, but mm-hmm. that like obedience in a way right. um, on her part, you know, helped me get my start. So yeah. I started going to church when I was 10 by myself. <laughs> and my parents would drop me off on Sunday mornings. And I have two younger sisters. So I'm the oldest of three. Um, and so once I got my license, I would take them with me. And yeah, and so that's kind of where I got my like first little like mm-hmm. nudging and investment in church. Um, so, and I think that for me, it was, um, I think going to church, I don't know that it was like anything deep and profound. It was just, it was a safe place where mm-hmm. people were kind and I knew I was loved. Mm-hmm. And I got to learn little things while I was there and do fun things. So I did that. And I, I you know, I went off to college and I wasn't sure what that was going to look like because that little tiny place was, that church was what I knew. And I didn't know when I went to college, if that was going to continue or carry. Mm-hmm. And I just was kind of like, I don't know, God, I feel like that's what it was. It was just me throwing my hands up. Like, I don't know if, yeah. you, sure. If that's where you take me, but I was super young in my faith. So I went to college and I was doing something and I got involved. I, I think I went to one of their student work nights at JMU and I got involved in um, a campus ministry there called Crew, mm-hmm. um, JMU Crew. And I like remember um, they did like something. I lived in the uh, like on the quad, the Bluestone area, and they did like something specific for like all of the freshmen that lived in that area. And I remember going, it was like tie dyeing t shirts, like doing really silly stuff. And if you said free, I was there. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. that's just how it yeah. was. I wanted to see it all, get it whatever freebie I could. And so I went to some of their like little events that they had and they had a large group. And I was like, okay. And so I remember going to that and they did that on Thursday evenings in this big room on East campus at eight o'clock. And I remember going to my first one. I had my like backpack and they have these little campus maps they give you as freshmen and they're called mappies. And so I had my mappy and I was like walking around, like not really sure where I was. And I walked in and it was like pitch black room and there were people in there talking, but I didn't know anybody. And I just was kind of like, oh, this is weird. And um, all of the lights cut on and they had their like worship team leading worship. And I had never really heard contemporary worship before because I come from super mm-hmm. small hymns. Yeah. Like yeah. it was very traditional. So I like walked in dark room and it was just like it was lights. It was, I mean, just sound and just like awesome music. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I stayed and I loved every minute of it. And it was like, okay, when can I come back? What can I do next? 
Um, and so it was there I kind of got my plug in and, you know, joined a, a women's Bible study and um, started going to that and going to large group once a week. And they would take me, uh, like the different leaders would like take us to the churches that they were going to on the weekend. So like mm-hmm. I kind of just church hopped along with mm-hmm. them um, and kind of did my thing with that. And um, end of freshman year, we had like a women's retreat um, and we went away and um, to some church in Roanoke. And that for me was probably like where it like it all kind of clicked and made made the most sense. And I think I felt home all along and I could see the Lord um, providing just an abundance of relationships and growth. But I think that there it was just that surrender to him mm-hmm. of like, God, thank you. You know, this is so good. And I, wa- I want this for the rest of my life. I don't know what that means or what that looks like, but I just I want this community. I want these relationships. Um, these women are investing in me. I want to get to a place where I feel comfortable investing in others. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Sorry, I have a tendency. Oh, that's what we're. It's your story. It's <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's the, just um, the tapestry of God's people, how He folds us in if we're willing. Yeah, yeah. wherever we are, and it just um, we take more steps and surrender. And here kept we saying are. I wanted a relationship, and that's. Yeah. I mean, time and time again, He just. If I when I look back on it, like He's just shown me so many times and so many different people. Whether it was they were there for a season or mm-hmm. they're long term, like. It's, he's been so good through it all. And now I, you know, I get to take that and now I get to pour into other people. And yeah. How beautiful are the messengers that bring you the good right. news? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's cool to see that kind of come full circle. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So while you were at JMU, you started working at Kids Harbor. Is that right? Yeah. But before that, probably, how'd you meet your husband? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where, I, should, I don't know which one. Yeah, of the... I should have totally brought him in earlier. I don't know why I didn't. Um, we're from the same town. What? So. <laughs> we actually grew up like together too. Um, I mean, we knew each other in middle school, but we didn't become really like close friends in high school. Um, and so in high school, um, we um, always ended up in the same classes and usually at the same table. And I don't know if that was just because of like where our names fell in the alphabet or what but we always did and um, we were just really good friends nothing more and um, he asked me to prom my junior year and I said no Um, I took a different mat (laughs) and um, he asked me again my senior year and his mom was like are you sure you want to do this like to him and um, I said yes that time and I told him I said I will go to prom with you will not date you and you know Four years later, I married him. So, does that say about me? But um, never say never. <laughs> never say never. Um, yes. Um, no. Yeah, we started dating spring of senior year, and then even through like I moved to up here to JMU, and he didn't right away. He went to a school in Lynchburg um, when we first um, were going to college, and um, so I mean we've done long distance. We've mm-hmm. done you know where we lived in the same town, all of the things I think. And um, but yeah, he's persistent. If I could give one characteristic, like if people used to ask me all the time, like what do you love so much about him? I mean, there's so many things. But he was persistent. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the Lord had his hand in that, too. Yeah. Um, I think I had a natural like um, like I had some walls from just growing up and things like that that I had. And I was very protective of myself and pretty independent. Mm-hmm. I didn't need other people to take care of me like I was going to take care of me. Yeah. And I think when, you know, I allowed the Lord to take care of me, I think one of the ways he did that was he gave me Matt and Matt, you know, he sat there and very persistently just chipped at my walls. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it took a long time, but he did. And, you know, when I let him in, I never looked back. And then yeah. it was like and then I flipped it to like, OK, now we're never you have to be my person forever (laughs) and he agrees and he he agrees so yeah so um, I'm thankful for him too yeah and so he went to college we were at two separate colleges and then he actually came to JMU um, and was there temporarily and then just switched to to doing like online school through a different university so he lived here and he did crew as well um, but I was a JMU student online school we both graduated and he got his internship at the church we're at now and we moved to Woodstock after we got married, and I stayed here at the harbor. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So you started working at the harbor mm-hmm. um, when you were in 
college. So like, how long did you, was that throughout your? Um, I think it was, it was 2018. So I think it was like, it was the summer before I was a senior. Okay. So I was like ending my junior year when I started here. And I remember because I was living in an apartment um, off campus with roommates and you had to pay rent through the summer. And my mom was like, okay, well, if you're going to, you know, have to pay rent through the summer, you got to pay rent through the summer. And I was like, okay, I got to get a job. And I didn't want to go back home. I wanted to stay local because um, I had some friends staying local. So I remember like I applied at all of these places and just was kind of like, we were getting closer and closer to school being out. And I was kind of panicking because I was like, I hadn't heard back from anywhere. And I had applied to Kids Harbor, but it wasn't like a, oh, I want this job. It was just one of the ones I applied to. And it was, you know, dealing with kids. And my major wasn't, I wasn't an education major. Like I have a, a degree in health sciences. Mm-hmm. So I just loved also working with children. So I was like, oh, it'll be a fun, easy thing to do. And I remember getting a call from, I think it was Buffy. And it was like, thank you for your application. Like we actually have um, all that we need right now, but we'll just put you on. Like if we end up needing more staff, like we'll give you a call. And I was kind of like bummed, but like, oh, that's okay. Like no big deal. And moved on. And I got a job um, as a tour guide for JMU's like for their like admissions for the summer. And then um, it was like maybe two or three weeks later, I got a call from Angela. They called back and I was um, walking across the quad and she was like, hi, my name's Angela. Like you applied for this job a few weeks ago. I was just wondering, are you still interested in coming to work? And I was like, sure. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and I remember coming and interviewing and I was so nervous and I left here and I was like, that place is special. Mm-hmm. And I was not sure if I'd gotten it or anything like that, but I just knew. And I think I loved that it was in a church and it, it was wholesome and it would have been a really cool opportunity. And I was just kind of like, God, if that's what you want for me, it's what you want for me. And it was. Yeah. So yeah. I'm thankful for that <laughs> and thankful that they called me back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thankful for like that season because things have changed at the harbor through the time that I've been here. And it's only been a short five years, but we used to have that like evening shift mm-hmm. um, when we were open till 630. And that's what they hired me for. So I was just part time. I came in at like three o'clock on like during Monday through Friday. And I just helped like clean things and get kids ready to go home and um, close down rooms. Like that's all I did. And I loved every minute of it. And once I got back into school, like I worked through the summer doing that every day. And then once I got back into the semester, we just fitted around my schedule when I could be here. Um, But I always kept feeling like I want to go. I want to be there. I love the harbor. I love what what we're doing there. And um, I was finishing up school. I think I had just gotten engaged to my husband and we were going to get married the following summer. And I kind of came to a place of like, God, I don't know. I don't know what you want for me. Here I am again. Like you've given me all of these wonderful relationships and you've done all of these really cool things, but I'm coming to a place of end at JMU and I had this degree and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I was tired. Um, And my thought was, okay, go to accelerated nursing school, like go to this route, do these things. Um, And on paper, I think it made sense. And like sitting down with my advisor and that kind of thing. But like, I guess in my heart, it wasn't Mm -hmm. quite sitting. And um, Matt kept telling me like, just pray about it. You know, it's not a big deal. You know, the Lord's going to let you do what he wants you to do and uh, he was like but you have to be obedient in it and I remember being like yeah yeah like okay and I was working here and, and um, a position came open for um, the rising intern which is a temporary that's a like a floating one like it only happens in the summer and it's for the kids that are um, they've graduated technically our downstairs program out of the four-year-old room but they're too little to go upstairs because mm-hmm. they haven't had kindergarten yet so um, it's a special spot for them just for the summer to kind of like um prep them for kindergarten and so that summer um, they asked me they were like hey would you be interested in helping it would be full-time you'd be here every day um, and you get to assist the core teacher in there and just like help these little kindergartners and I was kind of like 
yeah, that sounds like fun. Cool. And I told Angela already, like, at the end of the summer, I'm done. Like, I'm going to be on to whatever it is that God wants next for me. And she kept telling me, and I look back on it now and we laugh. Um, she kept telling me, like, you're not done here. I just don't. You're not done. And I kept telling her, like, no, like, I will be. That's fine. Um, so, and, and she had already, and I have it. And I, like, I like to read it sometimes and, like, laugh. But she wrote me this card um, that was like, it was almost like a goodbye. Like, um, it was like a, you graduated, like, congratulations, best of luck to whatever you do next. And I saved it. And I'm so glad that I did because, I mean, obviously I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so I still, I still have it because um, the Lord wasn't finished with my time here at the harbor. Um, but I worked that whole summer and I got to the end of it. And um, the core position in the three-year-old room had come open. And all my doors that I, you know, on paper made sense. It was like applied here, applied here, do this. And every time I just was like, I just don't feel good about it. I just don't feel good about it. And the doors were kind of shutting. And Matt was like, well, maybe you are where you, where you need to be. And I was like, maybe I am. And I was like, fine, God, well, if this is what you want for me, then just make it really clear. And that position came open. And I was like, well, fine, if you want me to, to apply for it, I will. <laughs> and didn't think I would get it. I was, um, I think I was 20. I just turned 22. Like, I was young. I was fresh. I had no background in education. I just love children and love the Lord. And Angela and Buffy and Sarah, they said, you know, please, that's enough. Come, serve, do. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh. And so I ended Rising K on Thursday, no, a Friday. I got married on Saturday and I started my new job in the threes on the following Monday. I don't recommend that to anyone. Um, (laughs) And I tell all of the girls that that are getting married and stuff now, like, you just need to take a break. Don't be like me. Like, it was still wonderful, but don't do that. Like, (laughs) that was kind of busy. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of how I got my start at the harbor yeah Yeah. that's and it's amazing how we may think well this isn't what I really this isn't what I went to school for like I have an education I have this degree but in the saying yes Mm -hmm. how God prepares us for the next step and I just remember asking someone while they hired me one time because I didn't really have the education for the position and she looked at me and she said you know Margaret it's not about the letters behind your name, but about the character of the person. And that goes so far. You know, like Angela is like she has an eye for seeing people's purpose and helping them to develop. And so it's just beautiful to hear one of the the stories of the the people that she's worked with over the years. And so now um, you're in that classroom and you find out that your director yeah. is resigning what did you think yeah no that's a good question <laughs> and it's funny because you know when I started here and I got that position in the core kind of where I left off that was a big like moment for me and almost like me and the Lord of like God you know I'm sorry like let me be obedient to you you, you know best like mm-hmm. you're gonna guide and so it was when I stopped holding on to it and I kind of just opened up my hands and said God I gotta trust you and mm-hmm. I believed in that too yeah that, that right I did actually trust him um that I got to see him be powerful and, and, and then lead me and um, I soaked in all the things that the other teachers were doing and all of those women downstairs have poured into me in some way mm. and so over the next like four years it was another mm-hmm. tool for my tool belt and I came to a place last fall um, again where I felt very like God I don't know what you're trying to tell me and it was like at first it was like a tap or like a poke and then it was like a nudge of like you need to be doing something and I loved being a teacher. I loved all the things. So I was like, no, 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 God, this, you remember, you already told me this is what you want for me. I'm good. And he kept pushing and nudging me. And then it was like a shove. And I was like, all right, I got to sit down. I got to tell Angela what's on my heart. And at the time, like, 
I knew I wanted to do something in leadership, and I felt like my tool bag was so full, but I wanted to share it. Like, I needed to tell mm-hmm. other people I wanted to lead, but I didn't know what that looked like. I just, it was very loose. And so, again, I was, like, looking elsewhere mm-hmm. and just trying to figure yeah. out all those doors. Nothing was working. And I was like, Matt, like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? I'm at the same place I was, you know, four years ago. What do I do? And um, he was like, well, you need to be honest with Angela. That's only fair. And you need to be obedient. And I was like, okay. And we had our, like, one-on-one, like, evals coming up. And I sat in there, and I was so nervous. And I sat down with her, and I told her, like, I love you. I love this program. I love leadership and all that happens here. I was like, I want to lead. And I'd written that on my paper, and she asked me about it. She said, like, you know, you wrote down, like, what's one thing you want to do this year? And you said, lead. What do you mean? And I remember being like, I don't know. Like, I I don't know why I wrote that. I just feel like that's what God wants me to do. And she was like, okay. And she was, at the time, she knew but couldn't tell me. So (laughs) she was just like, okay, you should lean into that and pray about that. I remember being like, I will. Like, and I was like, Angela, I have to tell you, like, I, I love it here, but there's nowhere else for me to go. I've worked up the totem pole, like, to this point. The only other place for me here would be in leadership, and that's not, you guys got that. That's on lockdown. Like, you guys are doing that beautifully. I, there's not a place for me in there, and that's okay. That's okay. But I'm just telling you that this season is coming to an end again because I want to be obedient to God. I don't want to run. And she was like, you need to pray about it and think about it. And I remember being like, okay, I will. And... <laughs> Two weeks later, she called me and she said, can you lead a devotion at the staff meeting tonight? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I heard it in my car. I remember thinking I was the only one that's going to be nervous because like I was speaking and I was like, I'll just read this scripture. I'm going to tell them what's on my heart and and I'm going to pray and I'll be done. And then she got up after me and was like kind of tearful. And I just was like, what is, I could tell something was off, but I didn't know what it was. And I had no idea. Um, And then she shared that, you know, she was going to be resigning after 17 beautiful years. And um, because the Lord was leading her elsewhere. And I was like, my goodness it was one of those like um it was definitely a marker like night for me I will never forget it um I was speechless I didn't really have because I I think for me it was the God is that is that you is this what you mean all of this wrestling within me all I mean it had been almost a year like all of this time that I've been like what do you want for me like you want me to lead where am I supposed to go do that like how and I kept looking elsewhere. And I think that's something that's been very true about me my entire life is I've always looked elsewhere and then realized that the Lord has given me what he wants for me. Like the, mm-hmm. all I have needed, his hands have provided great is thy faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Like I just need to be faithful and trust. And I was like, oh my goodness. I cried the whole way home. They were like tears of like relief because it was like, oh, I might get an answer. Um, but also tears of like, oh, I'm sad that she's leaving. But at the same time, like, and then it was like tears of nervousness. Like, but is this what God wants for me? This is a whole different, this is not what I was thinking. Like <laughs> that was like, who died when I got home? Because I mean, I was like, just, whoo. And we sat in the floor of my kitchen at like, I don't know, it was like 10 PM. And for like an hour and a half, we just sat there and we talked and we prayed mm-hmm. and we just, it, it was a moment of Matt just kind of praying over me and giving me a sense of peace of like, you have to trust in the Lord and be obedient. Those mm-hmm. same words that he's, was, he is persistent um, with that yes. message. Persistent. Yeah. He's pretty yeah. persistent. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it was another moment of that. And then the next day, you know, I got up, I you know was like, all right, Lord, if this is what you want for me, then make it yeah. yours. I'm going to follow you. And I did, and I applied, and I was nervous, and I think I've been nervous for all of those big steps, but God wasn't. He knew it was going to happen, and I think um, I wasn't nervous that he would or wouldn't provide. Like, I knew that he would. I think it's just that it's that letting go of that human nature of, like, it's okay. Like, it's all going to be good. It's all going to work out. So, yeah, it was quite the whirlwind when she announced that. And then, like, going through all of that after of, like, I was still teaching, trying to figure out, like, oh, is this what 
the Lord wants for me. And I didn't say anything to like really anybody. And so a lot of the staff, like they didn't know. And so like the early like applying and like uh, application process and stuff, like it was like me sneaking around here to like go uh, like shoot an email back to Adrian or um, go to a secret interview somewhere in the building, like where I didn't want anyone to see. Um, so because yeah. I wanted to be respectful to the process yeah. and they were very good. The team that hired me, they were excellent. They asked very good questions. And there was I a think, team, right? Yeah, there was a yeah. whole team. Yeah. And they were honest and I was very honest with them. Yeah. Just this is where I'm at. This is who I am. You know, I love the Lord. I love the Harbor. If this is where you want me to serve, I'm willing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's cool, as you were talking, I was thinking about how Pastor Adrian and Angela and others were praying that yeah. God would send somebody to be the next director, <laughs> and you're praying that God would open a door for you to lead somewhere. Yeah. So he was able to answer both prayers. And yeah. just also, I think, as you talk about different steps of the way, you didn't know where God was directing you, but you just had to trust him. And it's just a great testimony of God will provide and that we just need to wait. Sometimes waiting's not easy, but God's timing is better than our timing. And God has better plans for us than we have for ourselves. Like you said, you never pictured yourself doing this as long as you have, or you didn't know this is what God had for you after college. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great testimony. And just any words of wisdom or advice, you've already given some of that. Just if anybody's in a pattern of waiting or not knowing, like, Maybe they have a desire on their heart that the Lord's given them, but they're not sure how it's going to look. Sure. Well, that's that's a good question. I, I feel like if I, you know, if I could go back to some of those moments where I was feeling those things, but I hadn't made that next step yet, it would be um, take a breath and um, go to a quiet place and just rest in his truths. I think that was something that, like, I learned that is a calming thing for me mm-hmm. um, and finding what works for you. Like, I know for me, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or I've got big things going on and I just need a minute, I often will go to a quiet place um, and um, pray and read scripture, read devotion, whatever I need to do. But my favorite thing to do is actually listen to worship music. And um, I think that the Lord has always spoken to me kind of through music too. And that's a calming thing for me. So I think for someone else that's going through something, finding a place to rest in the Lord and whatever that looks like, whether that's journaling, praying, um, reading scripture, you know, talking to a friend, wise counsel, like whatever that looks like. Um, And then I think just, um, you know, Matt was persistent with me, but I think like, you have to be persistent in your prayers too, you know, persistent and asking for what. And I think for me, like there are many moments where I prayed to God and I've just been like, I don't even know what to ask for Lord, but I know that you're going to provide. I just need to, I just need to say it. I need you to hear me saying that I trust you. Yeah. And that's the surrender. I was reading this morning in Romans one ten, and the apostle Paul, and he says, I remember um, you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. And it was about patience you know like god placed the desire in his heart and he knew that desire was from the lord but if the lord was going to be in that he had to wait and i think that's so hard for us in a day of everything whether it's our phone whether it's like we want everything instantly and to be able to wait on the lord and have those things that we disciplines that we do not just sitting waiting impatiently But sitting in that trust and in Sabbath rest and in all the things, staying in relationship with him and watching him open the door. And that's been another thread through your life, right? Just even in the process of jobs and God just provided and you learned, you know, he teaches us in small ways and then he trusts us with more, right? Right. When we're faithful in the small things. And so thanks for being faithful in the small things. And and it's what you do with it. I think too. that's what I mean. It's 
What are you going to do with the perspective that you now have? Who are you going to share it with? How are you going to pour it back out? You know, so many people throughout my entire life have poured into me, whether, you know, my mom, my Bible study leaders, you know, um, that sweet woman that invited me to church with her daughter. Like, so there's so many little moments like that, that weren't little, like it it all meant the world to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And you know, those are things I'm going to tell my children one day. And Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to, you know, hopefully be that for someone else. Like that moment where, you know, someone chose to talk to me about Jesus and now, you know, I'm going to love him for the rest of my life. Like, how can I do that for others? And I think like um, that relationship and that care that I craved, the Lord gave it to me. And now it's just a continual thing. Like if I'm not caring for children here, you know, I'm working in youth ministry with my Mm. husband, caring for middle schoolers and high schoolers and getting to pour back in that way and, you know, doing things with worship. And like, it just, God is so good. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. And when you get to look back on all of it, like when I get, you know, get to look back on all of the things that he's done in my life, like time and time again, it's just faithfulness and all of the good things. Yeah. Look at what the Lord has done. And if I could say anything about like my time here, I mean, the harbor thus far, it's look at what the Lord has done when you would only listen and be obedient. He's faithful even when we're not, right? He's patient. He's incredibly patient. Yeah. Yeah. He knows our humanity and gives grace to us even when we question. But I could just see the growth in the succession of your life and how he's just been faithful. Um, And it's not perfect. I mean, I still, everybody is messy, but, uh, and there's (laughs) many moments in my life that have been very messy too, but um, it's what you do with it. So what do you right. really do with the perspective right. that you've been given? That's what I keep saying. I tell mm-hmm. my teachers that all the time. It's not the hard day that you had or the hard moment or, you know, it's what are you going to do with it now? Right. How are you going to turn it around and what are you going to mm-hmm. do with what the Lord has given right. you? So, yeah. Well, Peyton, thank you for joining us today. It's yeah. been great to have you. Just uh, as you're sharing your testimony, I think of, you know, being faithful in the right now, yeah. you know, in the waiting, mm-hmm. not just looking up ahead, but being present where you're at and being faithful with what God has mm-hmm. had for you today or right now. And uh, just in closing, I'm going to say a prayer of blessing over you mm-hmm. and your leadership and Kids Harbor and the yeah. ministry there. That's wonderful. Uh, Lord, I uh, just uh, thank you. Uh, today and thank you for Peyton and her willingness to obey you and your call uh, on her life each step of the way and just uh, being willing to wait and being faithful in the waiting Lord and I just pray a blessing over her and her leadership team and the teachers of Kids Harbor and the kids and families of Kids Harbor continue to bless them through Peyton and her leadership Lord and continue to uh, guide and direct and give her wisdom Lord and uh, we thank you for her testimony just how you're using her Lord and I ask all this in your name Amen Amen. Thank you for having yep. me. Thank you wonderful. For, thank you for joining us, Peyton. It's been great to have you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that as you've heard Peyton Gilliland's testimony, that it's been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hope Talks. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe for all the updates and latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg or Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.